0: you're listening to The Moment, an interview podcast series on life. We interview and capture conversations with creative minds, thought leaders, disruptors, and the people that are doing what they love while challenging the status quo. You can find the show notes on our website, themomenthq.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. But for now, let's dive into the moment. Welcome to this week's The Moment HQ podcast, uncovering your life-changing moments. Today we're chatting with Julie Stevanya, who co-founded and launched Style Runner as the first woman's pure play active aggregator globally. With a cult social media following of over a half a million fans, Style Runner offers a top-tier offering from more than 70 curated sportswear brands, including iconic major labels Nike, Adidas, Reebok and Puma. She's a fascinating young woman, so let's find out more of her journey. Hi, Julie. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Monica. It's great to be here. Oh, good. I'm excited to hear about your journey because it just seems that you've uh, been having this wonderful success with Style Runner, and obviously there's a lot that's happened behind the scenes in order to get to where you are, and I wanted to share that journey with our listeners so could you take us back to the beginning as to where your idea for Style Runner came about?
1: Yes. Well, I was um, living in London at the time and I was going to Bikram Yoga uh, five days a week. I was absolutely in love with it. Mm-hmm. So it just made my day. I would go before work. Mm-hmm get my sweat in and then I would um, just feel fabulous for the rest of the day. So after going to Bikram Yoga for like weeks and weeks and weeks, I just decided I want to go and spoil myself and buy something a little bit special. Um, And so I went to a sports store and I went to another sports store and I went to another sports store and I was just really Mm underwhelmed. This was something that I loved doing and I wanted to really kind of splurge on it and Mm -hmm. feel special and there just wasn't much variety. You know, it was kind of plain black, it was kind of lower quality um, you know, I realized that sports stores kind of you know they have a um, a set offering for a particular demographic, mm-hmm. so that doesn't necessarily suit everyone. Yeah. Um, so I just really
0: saw this gap. and um I decided that I could potentially do something about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you had this amazing idea, and then what was the next step? What happened next? Well, I started buying some
1: magazines and I cut out lots of pictures and I actually put them on a wall um, in my apartment in London so I kind of created this beautiful mood board mm-hmm. and um, then I basically called my sister in Australia and I you know basically shared my idea and uh, we all got really excited about it so decided to quit my job almost immediately Yeah, and just jumped in with both feet mm-hmm. and I just kind of started writing down all the things we needed to do. So we started, you know, researching online stores, which I had no idea about. Um, we started contacting brands from all over the world. Um, we created like a, a landing page in our home, on our website so that if we told people about it, they could kind of get a feel for what it was. And we just started, yeah, kind of listing all of the things we do, uh, registering a domain name, registering a business. Mm-hmm. There's, it's endless. But essentially just coming up with a list and one step at a time, getting through all the things that we needed to do.
0: Mm -hmm. And so you say that you just quit your job. Where were you at in your life? Were you really happy in your job? Were you thinking about you wanted to do something else? Were you kind of like lost or were you very certain about life? What were you like as a person?
1: Yeah, it's funny because I was actually so incredibly happy. I loved the job Mm -hmm. that I was working at. It was another startup. Um, I basically moved to London to work for my dream company and Absolutely loved it. So mm-hmm. the company I worked for, it's called Mubi, M-U-B-I, and we basically, it was streaming films. so kind of like Netflix. Yeah. But for cool indie art house film, it was just like almost like Netflix for hipsters. Okay. Um, and it was just amazing. I mean, we went to the Cannes Film Festival and walked the red carpet and sat amongst the stars and it really was a dream job. Yeah. But when I saw this opportunity, I just realised this was a, this was, you know, kind of once in a lifetime. Um, And I just had to, you know, had to take this opportunity, even if it meant giving up this incredible job that I absolutely loved.
0: That's a really cool story because a lot of the startup stories that you do here, people will say, oh, I I was wanting to do something different. I wasn't happy where I was or I was just doing this to pass the time or something like that. So it's I haven't actually come across someone who was really content and very happy where they were, which is very cool.
1: (laughs) It's a big risk to give up. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And so then. From a financial perspective, because so many people uh, that launch into startups, some of them work part time as well to complement what they're working on. How did you manage that? Did you work on the side as well while you're building Star Runner?
1: Yeah, look, I'm not going to lie. Finance is one of the hardest parts of starting a startup. Mm. We were lucky that we had some funds set aside that we could put into the business. Yeah. So, you know, we, we didn't have to really kind of work on that challenge. But I, I know a lot of people that have to, and it, you know, means that potentially you get to where you're going a little bit slower because you, you're splitting your time. You know, we really wanted to get up and running in time for summer. So, when we had the idea, I think it was around June, and we launched in October. I think the idea was in yeah, June, July. And so we, yeah, we had only three months. We kind of had no choice if we wanted to. Mm. But for that that being said, I really think there are a lot of um, avenues for startup funding these days. Mm-hmm. And if you have the idea, um, I think it's not a bad idea for those that kind of need that financial support to go and pitch the concept, come up with a prototype and see if they can get funding to get it off the
0: ground. Mm. And once the business started taking off, how long was that period before, you know, you really started seeing things happening?
1: It was kind of really cool because from day one we had sales and although they weren't huge, we could see that there was interest and it was growing and there was so much talk and buzz about it. Mm. So um, there's probably only a few days where we didn't make a sale, um, you know, in the first few months. And I was like, ah. (laughs) what's happening you know I went to bed kind of a little bit worried but that was really only a couple of days and besides that you know we kind of saw a little bit of progress every day. Month on month yeah we saw sales growing and um, so very fortunately I guess we just you know hit the right idea at the right time. We yeah we, we kind of saw it continuing to affirm what we believed was a good idea.
0: And did you have moments where you wanted to quit at all or any challenging times that really kind of threw you off your centre and it was really hard? All the time. <laughs> I've never
1: really wanted to quit, um, yeah. but it's difficult. You, you have so many challenges. It's essentially never-ending mm-hmm. uh, problem-solving and firefighting fighting, in the sense that there's always some sort of critical emergency which takes you away from that exciting strategy you were just planning <laughs> um, and you end up spending most of your day on that it might be that you know one of your critical team members has decided to move or you know you've, you've got to you've realized you don't have enough staff to deliver the, the month's orders and customers won't get their parcels in time so it's constantly challenging which can get you know it can definitely wear you down. But I guess when you kind of know why you're doing it and you're really passionate about it, which is so crucial for people, anyone starting a startup, you have to love it mm. because you will have challenging days all the time and you need to you know, kind of be able to get beyond that.
0: And did you find that your social life or life outside of work suffered at all?
1: Sadly, yes. Um, Unfortunately, the first couple of years, you know, I knew it would be a sacrifice Mm -hmm. and I spoke to the people that I loved around me and said, you know, this is going to be a lot of hard work. I'm probably going to have not so much time for a beautiful long Sunday brunch anymore Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, kind of girls nights out. But I'll be working really hard and it's something that I really believe in. And, you know, I'm sure after a few years I'll have a lot more balance, which I do. And, And yeah, they were very supportive.
0: Oh, that's awesome to hear. And how do you manage the moments that are very stressful?
1: I think what happens is once you go through a lot of stressful situations or quite a few of them, you realize that there's, you know, there's a solution to everything. And so now I guess I have a pretty calm approach to you know, any kind of dilemma. Something comes up that so we can solve this. We can find a way around it. It mm-hmm. makes you stronger. It gives you greater experience. So, you know, I think it's kind of getting to that mindset of believing in yourself and and believing that you can get through whatever challenge or problem there is Mm -hmm. that allows you to handle it um, with a lot less stress. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just keep putting those, you know, one foot in front of the other and, um, you know, kind of work on the solution. It's not always fun, but it does make you a better, I guess, professional and and manager. Mm
0: -hmm. And so in terms of, you know, you say believing in yourself and I feel that's also one of the the phrases that seems to be quite common now especially in the startup scene like believe in yourself which I agree you must believe in yourself but for someone who doesn't necessarily fully believe in themselves can you recommend a way that they can build that for themselves
1: I think when you have an idea that you believe in so much mm. that you believe you are so personally passionate about, yeah. um, you will actually find a way to you know, kind of go, I want to do this so much, I'll find a way. Mm. Um, it's kind of like when, when you're not so sure you'll come up with an excuse and then maybe yeah. that's not the right idea. I've had ideas in the past where I wasn't so, so sure about it and so I think the first step is making sure it's something that you absolutely love and want to do and you'll find that you know, strength and resilience. Um, I guess in other scenarios where you really want to give something a try but you're not quite sure, you know, I think just take that first small step. It's literally you'd be amazed at how much progress you can make um, mm. if you just get started and, you know, kind of give something a go.
0: Yeah, that's, that's beautiful advice and I agree with you. I find sometimes we can think something's a good idea but sometimes – it's just not the right idea because the the really right idea is, you, like you said, you're fueled from within, and there's a passion and a hunger that drives you forward, regardless of what challenges are thrown at you. Absolutely. Mm. Style Runner is obviously quite successful at the moment, but what does success mean to you?
1: I guess you know, on a business level, um, getting a business to you know, sort of break even, make profit is, you know, the ultimate goal because then you have the freedom to be able to do all of the wonderful things that you have in your vision. Mm-hmm. You know, so until you can get a business to be sustainable, mm-hmm. um, you're kind of living by your budget and you, you can't do it. So, so for me, I guess success is being able to get a business to the point where you can live out your dreams and, you know, follow a grander vision um, on a personal level, I think success is, you know, working in a business or in a job that you absolutely love, that feels brilliant to come to work to every day, mm-hmm. surrounded by incredible people.
0: Awesome. And is there a personal obstacle that had, that you've had to face on your journey so far? Um,
1: I think what I have really learned is to get enough sleep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's Ariana
1: Huffington who talks yes. about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I just you know for the first probably year, I was probably just not getting enough sleep and I was living on adrenaline, which happens because you just you still need to get up in the morning, you've got stuff to do and you just kind of this cycle of you do it. you actually find this way to have far less sleep, you get up and you work a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's just not sustainable. So what I realized is you know I have to draw the line in the sand, I have to get home, I have to get to bed and um, you know you wake up fresher, happier, uh, more positive and so I think that's definitely been a um, an obstacle that was standing in the way of me being my best and I've kind of learnt to practice.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful because it's so true. Like we think that, oh, if I just put so many more hours in then I'm going to get more done but ultimately it's not about the time, it's about the quality of what you're doing. Yeah, and and sleep is so important.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think especially when you're in a creative field, yeah. Um, I think enough sleep, you know, allows your mind to function properly and come up with ideas better. So I think it's critical.
0: Yeah, exactly right. I've got a few signature questions for you now. Okay. So tell me what moves you? Um, ideas. Mm-hmm. And what scares you?
1: Yeah. Um, the ocean sharks <laughs> what about the ocean scares you is it just the sharks or anything yeah else? I, I have had this fear since I was little of like when you can't see what you're stepping on yeah because I used to see all these jellyfish washed up and I'm like what if that was like a meter back I have step on that so I've got this fear of what I can't see on the ocean floor yeah. and also also sharks
0: <laughs> yeah sharks can be a bit scary definitely yeah okay and if you weren't in your profession what would you like to attempt
1: I would probably try to become an engineer and, you know, work on technology. I think if I had known about that when I was a little bit younger, I probably would have studied that. Yeah. Um, And I feel like, yeah, it's lots of problem solving and I kind of like that.
0: Okay, cool. And last question, what piece of advice, um, what's the best piece of advice that you have been given?
1: Um, The best piece of advice I have had is that everything is actually easier than you think. Mm-hmm. but you have to know exactly what you want to do. Ooh. So that kind of comes back to that piece we were talking about earlier when it's the right idea, you know exactly what you want to do and what it looks like. Yeah. It's, it's actually easier than you think. It's that first you know, step and just keep on at it, um, but you have to get that idea right.
0: Yeah exactly right and I think you can as well you can tell when it's a different feeling in your body as well when that happens because it's almost like you don't even have to think about the steps they seem to come to you so effortlessly. um, Absolutely. Rather than when you're like no I think this is a good idea and you're struggling and seem to be facing like blocked wall after blocked wall. Completely Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, there are all my questions that I have for you today, but I really appreciate your time this morning, so thank you very much., Alicia, thank you so much. it's been wonderful. All right. take care. Thank you, bye, bye.